Hello and welcome to the Get Stuck In podcast. I'm back and I'm with Sam once again. Um, there's a lot to talk about this week and we don't have a guest this week. It's a little special. We're going to do this every sort of 10th episode where we sort of have a little chat and an in-depth discussion about the, the games that have just been. So um, Sam's a very happy man, as, as expected. <laughs> um, a, a nice North London derby win um, to make his weekend. Lot of controversy in it. What did you make of it? Well, first, I don't think there's much controversy in it. <laughs> um, I think I, I'm i surprised at how well we played, um, especially when you got the team news with Noah Bamiang, which we'll sort of cover. Well, if we could just quickly mention it, because I don't think it was, I don't think it's too big, but obviously a lot of you will know that Bamiang was dropped and then it came out, it was due to lateness. Um, apparently, he's late to the team meeting on the day, uh, but it wasn't his first time, which is basically why he's been dropped. And I, I was a bit kind of like, I just didn't know how to feel about it. I, I was surprised they made it public that that's why he's dropped. I thought they would have just gone, yeah, it's a tactical decision or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's fair to say that Arteta, <laughs> probably partially luckily, has come out of it looking brilliant because we've won the game without him. And it just sort of proves his point and it sends a message. And I guess he's publicly sort of disciplined the captain. And now everyone's kind of going to have to follow that, but I think it's a brave move by Atta, and he's got that in him a bit. It's almost a bit like Mourinho-like, where he likes to put players sort of in the spotlight. Um, yeah, from from what I've heard, things are sort of okay. I think Aubameyang left pretty quickly after the game, but there's no reports that he's sort of livid. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that? Do you think there could be sort of long-term ramifications for their relationship now? I feel like there shouldn't be if both of them are just normal human beings and that they can just accept one side of the coin and the other. They should be able to work out the differences. I mean, it is just lateness. Yeah. And I, rate, I rate it from Arteta, to be honest. Um, putting the club captain in their place and disciplining them in such a big game sends out a massive statement to the rest of the squad that you play by basically his rules. Um if you step out of line, you're going to be punished. Um, so I think it's a, I think it was a good move from Arteta. And obviously, like you say, the fact that you won the game helps it massively because if they'd lost, there would have been a thousand questions about oh, whether he could won that game. Yeah. So, I mean, it worked out well in the end. It was a yeah. very bold move, but um, I think the right call at the end of the day, considering the circumstances. I just think it's, it's not only is it a big game, but like, and I guess you could argue the league doesn't really matter for us anymore because there's not much to play for. But it's not like we're Man City and we're 17 points clear. And like you've had a few Man City players down the years, like do it, like break in COVID or whatever it is. And they've um, they've had to they've sat out a game or two, but their squad's just so big it doesn't matter. But yeah, to do it in this game, in the state we're in this season. It's massive, but I think it's good because it we got the win and it shows it shows maybe that our squad's not as bad as we think. You know, a couple of players recently from the fringes have improved as much as people hate to say. I think Williams improved a little bit. Um, he's just an example of some others. So I think it worked almost perfectly, but it was definitely risky. Um, but if we yeah, if we go to the actual game, we'll come to the referee calls in a minute because. I mean, I don't think we even have to. I think they're all pretty clear cut, but we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> of course, of my, course. <laughs> my thing, and um, obviously I've, I'm as far as you can get from a Tottenham fan, and I really want to like sort of talk to a Tottenham fan. 
I spoke to Harrison a few weeks ago about it a little bit, but not sort of in depth. I I cannot imagine how frustrated they must be watching them this season. And maybe it's a Mourinho, maybe it's just Mourinho, I don't know, but like their team is so good. They could comfortably, they could have come to the Emirates and dominated us. Like you've seen in the last few weeks how many mistakes have Arsenal made where they've been pressured, not even pressured that well. They <laughs> just messed up. They can't handle it at the back sometimes. And they came there and they sat off the way Mourinho does. And fair enough, in the first game when Arsenal, in the White Hot Lane, they sat off, they let us press, and then Son scores a worldy. They get another goal to score half time. Game over. Arsenal were never going to win that game. We were so poor at that time. But they just let us walk all over them. It was, I was so surprised at how well we did, but also how poor they were. They were just passive. And Lamella's goal, you said before, you love it. It's an incredible goal. But they're at this point where they literally play with like a block of four or six, whatever you call it, with that midfield and defence. And then they literally say to their front three, do something insane or get kind of lucky and get a goal. Like Kane, Son, Bale, and obviously Lamella on this occasion, it's such a moment of genius. And it, it's that thing, if they had won 1-0, you'd say Mourinho, what a mastermind. But it just baffles me because I think they could have come like, it's not even like their midfield is awful. They could put players in there, like Hoybeck's a good player, but you could put other players in to link up the play. But it's just the instructions from the manager. I think it's such a wasted potential of a team kind of thing. Um, so as, a, as an outsider looking at Tottenham, I'm baffled by that. But focusing on us, I'm just so happy. It was such a good result. Everything worked other than conceding a worldie. And then obviously, I think you said you didn't watch the game, but as soon as Lamella got sent off, we literally forgot how to play football. And we just kind of panicked because it was like, oh yeah, we actually have to win this now. And um, Kane, obviously, at the end, hit the post. There's that Gabriel header off the line, which was heart in the mouth. But it's a huge result for us, I think. I think we were just talking then. Uh, we'll probably cover it a bit more later when we get to the other games. Potentially now kind of in the running for getting a fifth or sixth spot getting that Europa League football again <laughs> um, yay but yeah I mean yeah I almost <laughs> I am almost at that state you know people say do you even want Europa League do you just want to take a season out of Europe but realistically the finances you get from it I think it is definitely worth getting so you know a huge result I'm so happy and my main frustration with if we go on to these referee decisions right firstly I'll get your opinion in a minute. I think the pen is nailed on. I think if you look at most Spurs fans' reactions at the time, they would have gone, they probably would have thought good block, but on the first replay they saw, probably went, oh yeah, he's caught him. And the red card, Lamella could have been booked so many times. Like the whole game, he's just digging into people, which is the way he plays. But when you play that way, you're taking a risk. And like you mentioned it, you were frustrated by the cane on Gabriel. Like, their whole game plan almost was to just frustrate and kick us, like especially players like Saka with like tactical fouling and stuff. And Lamella just tread the line so many times, and it was so satisfying after he scored that goal. And just generally, I don't think anyone like, like even non Arsenal fans, I just think he's such a frustrating player and like annoying player. And I just hate him. <laughs> it was it as was a player, beautiful. yeah, yeah, as a player, I'm sure he's a. Yeah. <laughs> But on the pitch, he's just he just keeps fouling. And you think he's a technically solid player. Like you can't score two Rabonas if you're not technically sound. 
he's almost like Tottenham. It's like, go out and just play football. You don't have to kick people. You don't have to be annoying. Just play the game. Um, so I, I said this to you before, football won today, not just Arsenal. Um, but yeah, I was just... a load of rubbish. It's true. No, it's, I was watching it with, with my flatmate. He's a little fan. And he was like, obviously football, like football winning, like a bit of a joke, but the team who actually tried to play good football and played quote unquote the right way won today. And I think it's just a good... It's just, I think it's better. I, I, it's like teams like Atletico. I said to my flatmate, I love seeing the Atletico Liverpool game. I love seeing that once every few years, like a really big upset where they probably dig in. Like in the World Cups, you get it. Or sorry to bring up Liverpool again, but Denver Bar scoring in that Gerard slip game. Like they're nice to see every now and then in a big game. But when teams just try and do it for the whole season, especially when it's a good team like Atletico or Tottenham. But when it's like, if it's Burnley or someone, fair enough. But I like watching good football. I think that's why people like Leeds. Like, people talk about what's more important, entertainment or results. But I think entertaining people is so important as well. So, Just yeah. a quick side note on Burnley. I feel like everyone thinks they play rubbish football. But this year well, yeah, that, and, yeah, that's how they play some just stick a, football this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've just got that nickname. Probably yeah. The better one would be, like, Stoke back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so do you think the... Oh, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, the, my frustration with the apparent controversy is it's taken all of the conversation away from like Tottenham were passive, Arsenal were great. Everyone's sort of like, oh, Arsenal got a lucky pen and even the Erdegaard goal was a deflection. Where, where do you stand on the two decisions? Do you think they were both correct? Red, the red card I agree with. Um, I mean, like you say, he, he, was treaded, he, was on, he was on thin ice before that and then you swing your arm back and catch a man. Very rarely are you getting away without a yellow card, to be honest. Um, and to be honest, he could have given him a, given him a straight a straight red for that, to be honest. So, yeah. I mean, I thought that was pretty nailed on. <clears throat> As for the pen, I understand why people are upset at this one because um, we have seen this sort of scenario a thousand times before in that a player, i.e. a striker, goes to shoot the ball. Um, they miss. So, not, so they miss the shot, not miss the ball. Yeah. So Lacazette still made contact, so he missed the shot. Mm. And then the, the, the tackle comes in. We've seen it thousands of times. No action whatsoever. I've seen this probably 10,000 times. Um, it happens at least two or three times during a game. And it's just... I, the only reason it's been given is because he hit it so badly, but he still yeah. made contact with the shot. Yeah, he still missed the shot, and it was just a result of Sanchez sliding in after. Look, you can have a debate over whether that should be put into put into place moving forward, and that should yeah. all be a thing. But I think that's so hard for a defender then to ever go in on anyone ever again. Yeah, I saw. You're always going to get penalised. I saw someone talking about this rule, and they were like, pro- "Obviously, this decision kind of throws that into debate." But that that thing where someone shoots, they can just get they can get kicked, they can get elbowed. They get two footed in their chest, and it's like, yeah, but you had the shot, so it's fine. Um, I do agree that, like, it's, I I fully get that idea, and um, I think you're right. I think it's one of those ones where it's almost like, does that rule need to be looked at? And I definitely agree as well. I saw someone sort of saying, if he gets that shot off, if he connects and it goes on target, or it goes because it goes in, but if it goes on target, does it get given? Probably not. I don't know. No, it doesn't. I think but, if you um, miss. I think if he miss like if he makes a solid contact and it goes just wide, and Sanchez takes him out, 
nothing. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think yeah, there's I agree with that. Yet. I um, but yeah, I, I I can I can see why people would be frustrated, and I think one way one good way to describe it would almost be like if that wasn't given, VAR wouldn't overturn it. Yeah, and if it was VAR, wouldn't it's just one of those sort of borderline where you look at it, and I two things on it. I think we've we've been owed a decision for a few weeks now, like the Wolves one, David Louise. I know every team gets this, but we we honestly the last few weeks, like I've been watching games where I'm just like the Burnley handball last week. I can't even comprehend. So I, I'm not I'm not going to turn it down. But also, Pepe's pass to Lacazette. I think is so underrated. It's such a good ball because he sort of oh, brings down cool. a clearance with his first touch, and he's just come off the on, off the bench as well. So he might technically like he might not be up to speed with the game, and he just brings down this clear. I think it's a goal kick, and then first time he just smashes it straight into his path. It's a good touch by Lacazette. Um, I think Lacazette was a little bit lucky because he wasn't having his best game. I don't think he missed a couple of chances. There's the weird one where he sort of let it run, and then Cedric comes out of nowhere. So I think. Credit to him because his penalty was a top class as well. Um, but I do think Lacazette got sort of saved a little bit by Davinson Sanchez. But yeah, I just think it's one of those ones that can happen. I, I think if it was Mustafi back in his Arsenal days or David Luiz, they would have given it. And it's almost a reputation thing where they're like, well, you shouldn't have slid in. Um, and maybe, yeah. to be honest, Davinson Sanchez might be falling into that bracket because he's given away a few sort of clubs. Yeah, Sanchez, now. Sanchez is an odd one in that. Yeah, I don't want to go on it on him because I didn't think it was a pen, <laughs> but based on the current rules, but um, he does you have just get that reputation, pen. don't you? Where he's not yeah. seen as like he's seen seen as mistake prone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's always a few like that. I mean, David Luiz is a prime example, an excellent centre back through most of his career, who became people people see him as a bit of a he's just got a mistake or two in him. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, obviously I'm very happy. You are maybe not as happy because it wasn't against your rival, but you have ended that little... You won a game! game. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah, no, we were very lucky. I'll be the first to say that. <laughs> I mean, Alisson should have been given a... I mean, Wolves should have been given a pen in the first two minutes. It was clear cut. and I'm not sure why nothing was even looked... I don't, know if it, yeah. I don't even know if they even looked at it, to be honest. Um Oh, that was as clear as it comes. I mean, Alisson, Semedo takes a touch away from goal and Alisson just takes him out. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. And then in the second half, Trent, like, put his hand on, um, I can't remember who it was who went down, possibly Matinia. Mm. Um, and he did give him a little shove. If that was given, that wasn't getting overturned. So, it's very yeah. much, we did get away with one. Um, and Wolves really piled the pressure on towards the end. But um, oh, I'm so glad we hung on because yeah. we needed that sort of performance. I thought the two at the back were fantastic. Kabak was very, very good yesterday, which I was very happy with. Um, there was one moment where he, it wasn't sort of a complete but this player and caught him. I think it was when Morgan, was it Morgan Gibbs-White came on and almost straight away sort of semi-went through on goal. Mm. Kabak just came across. I would say he caught him. He, yeah, he just came across and kept with him. And it was all—it was honestly sort of like flashbacks to like Gomez or Van Dijk, just in terms of the speed. It just there was no kind of—it was very calm. It was like, oh, you're drawing yeah. goal. Let me just catch you. Yeah. So I think mean, that was, um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, isn't it? I think someone said to me before: is it three games with no goals conceded now for those two? Possibly. I don't know they've had two clean sheets in a row. I, I saw an interesting stat yesterday though that 
this 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 tells you that the crisis we've had a centre back. They though that partnership has now played the third most minutes of any partnership in the league. This year. <laughs> they played like two games together. Um, yeah. Do you think he's a guaranteed? Is it eighteen million in the summer to buy him? Yeah. Is that right? Do you think that's going to get done? Do you think that's almost like? I think it's, it. I think it's fifty fifty at the moment. I think it really yeah. it, he's but he's only played about five or six games now. Yeah. Um. So I think. We've got to see, give him a little bit more time. He does look good, but it all it all depends on whether there's a better option out there in the summer. Yeah. I think the likelihood is we keep him on because yeah. I think he provides he's a young guy, he's only twenty, he's so young, he's twenty. Like yeah. he's playing at an excellent level for his age. So obviously he's gonna the next few years he's gonna improve, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I, I, my inclination is that they'll keep him on. Yeah, I think sometimes as well, like they would have put that option to buy in having scouted him loads. Like, obviously, his fans, chances are they're going to buy it. You loan him, and then this is the first time you've seen him. Obviously, you can watch YouTube videos and stuff, but Liverpool would have done so much scouting on him. So, I reckon, like, they're not just playing off the information now. Obviously, they'll definitely take into consideration, but I reckon that'll be pretty firmly sort of thinking. And it just saves you having to, like, take the risk of can you find someone else because I'm assuming there's some sort of by July 30th activation clause in that so I think it's probably likely you'll get him in unless he does so yeah I think I think they will is it is Phillips that plays with him yeah the academy guy yeah he's 24 23-24 do you think I've seen people saying like originally he was literally like this season stopgap but do you think he's now showed he could be the... I mean, realistically, he'd, he'd be the third or fourth choice. I think you've got to sign him back. on. Sign yeah. him on to just a... Make, he can be our fourth choice. I love him. <laughs> I love Nat Phillips so much. And I think every <laughs> Liverpool fan is in that boat at the moment. This guy, who was likely to be shipped off last summer, yeah. has never made the cut despite being about 23-24. It's just so solid. He's been so solid. I don't want to jinx it, but he has been so good every yeah. game he's played for us this year. And I couldn't understand it earlier on why Klopp wasn't playing him more because every time he played, he was just rock solid at the back. He heads everything. Absolutely anything. If it comes his way, he's heading it. If it was at his feet, he'd head it. So, I mean, I love him. He's, he's, he's just, he's a monster back there. But, I mean, Kabak's done very well covering for him because he tends to drift out quite a lot to head the ball. But, oh, God, I, I, I can't say enough about the guy. <laughs> he's like, he's our 23-year-old academy centre-back. Is most he is, he is like that Origi kind of cult level now. Like, obviously, he's not done as much as Origi, but people just love him. Like, you can see it on Twitter, and I'm not even in that sort of Liverpool Twitter sphere. But you can just hey, see hey, what, when we When we make the Champions League final... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 2005, we had <laughs> Igor Biscard and Jimmy Traore playing at centre back. It can be done, <laughs> um, honestly. But if we if we sort of, I just wanted to. I'm not actually sure. Let me just check where Wolves are in the league. So Wolves are now 13th. They're they're nine points clear, so they're definitely not at risk of going down. Obviously, um, at the end of the game, there's an incident. We just want to send our best wishes to Patricio. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was, it was with his own player. Was it Cody clashed? Yeah, his, yeah. his knee. Um, I think um, Nuno came out and said that it's sort of not as bad as yeah, he's conscious. Yeah, so best wishes to him. But speaking of Wolves, 
it's a it's a difficult team to analyse. Obviously, Jimenez at the start of the season is crazy. They've had two injuries of this nature, this head injury. Um, but do you think that next? Well, assuming new, um, Jimenez gets fit again for next season, or if he's even at the same level, do you think Wolves next season will be back to their usual self and sort of challenging top ten, or do you think sort of they had a good like you know there's that um, what do they call it sort of like third season syndrome or second season syndrome in the prep where you kind of come in like Bournemouth have done and started well and then you kind of slowly drop until you go or do you think they are a, a solidified Premier League team for a few I years think they're time? solidified in the fact that they have a massive amount of backing it's not like Bournemouth where they get the old 15 to 20 million quid to spend yeah. Bournemouth bringing 30, 40, 30 to 40 million pound players every window yeah. um, I think I mean, that, they, they spent that but, um was it thirty? It was thirty odd million on um the young the Fabio Silva. I think it was forty. Yeah, I, I've been surprised. I thought he would have. I don't know if I thought he would be better, but I thought he. I would mean, the have... guy is still eighteen. Yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna judge him until he's had yeah. like a decent amount of time in the prem because at that young age. Yeah. Coming to a different league from a different country, a massive experience for that age. Um, but now I don't. I don't see Wolves. Like uh, Jimenez for me is the whole reason they're just not doing as well. It, yeah. it just purely comes down to Jimenez for me because I think he's verging on world class when it's yeah. like injury. Um, I mean, the and, thing with them as well, they've got so many players they can get value yeah. for if they did. Like, I reckon even though he's dropped, Triore could still get great money. Triore could get incredible money, I think. Triore is missing Jimenez so much. They had the most goal combinations in the league last year. Yeah, you lost one of those players. And Traore has not really looked that great this year. That's partly yeah. Jimenez is not there. There was a there was a ball at was he the one I think it was in the second half at one 0 where Traore he beat two men down the sideline. Yeah, I got to the byline. Yeah. And um it just went through the box. I can't remember who cleared it. Yeah. But I mean that's the thing yeah, with that, let, like, I mean, Jimenez would have been on the end of that all yeah. day. Um and it but he, I mean, William Jose, I don't think has looked that bad, but he just hasn't quite got the goals he yet. Could sort of, he, yeah, he could, he could kind of maybe explode once he gets a goal or two. Yeah, like yeah. You come to the prem, there's so much pressure on you as a striker yeah. to sort of. Like, even Fabio Silva, I remember, like, I think he didn't score in his first couple, and people were like, "Oh, what a waste of money!" And it's like he's literally a child. <laughs> Give him a chance. Let's just, just wait. Um, but yeah, I think with Adama, I was going to say like that. I, I remember that that clip you're on about, and the cross was great, but. Not only does he miss him, him and it's just in terms of him this season, his ability to take people on and just his level when he's on it is so good. Like he is such an except exceptional trait that I just think he he can become effective at any minute. And like you say, without that man who he relied on to finish those chances off, I think next season it wouldn't be a shock at all if he clicks back into gear. So yeah, I don't think Wolves have too much to worry about. Um it's a bit of a shame for them that this season's been a bit flat, but for, for everyone, I guess um, it'd be good if they were back at it next year. Um, should we move on then to Leicester? Sheffield is a huge, yeah. big scoreline for Leicester. Um, obviously, Inaccio hit a hat trick. Me and you both just watched the highlights. There was some really good finishing in there, and good. I don't think Vardy's ever sort of been credited for his 
play beyond goals because he is obviously such a good goal scorer. But some of his passing in that game, yeah, and just general obviously pressure and driving the people with the ball, such a good striker. It's crazy how sort of late he came to the prep and just how good he is. But um, yeah, is that Leicester? Is this them stopping the rot that people predicted would come, or is this just no offense to Sheffield United? They're not out this year, and it's like I mean Liverpool before today has already winning ages against Sheffield. Um, yeah, is this Leicester back on track or? I don't know when they went off track. To be honest, everyone talks as if they're gonna. They had a, they did have a little dip, I think. What they lost one game. They lost to us, which <laughs> that's awful. They lost they lost to us and they lost to Arsenal. Oh, they had the um, Europa League. I think that was sort of okay. Quite hard hitting losing that game. I do not understand the. Leicester sort of try uh, sort of don't to put it, but everyone seems to think from what I've seen that Leicester are just going to magically pop outside the top four by the end of the season. I think it's just that they did it last year and people were like, last That's year how it works. they were they were on track to do it. Yeah, and then they lost Ricardo Pereira. They're one of the, probably their second best player last year. Yeah, uh, a number of other injuries, and then three months went by during COVID, and every team that was struggling then had a full squad by that time. We're talking Spurs, United, Chelsea, all got players back. They didn't because all their injuries were long term. They were affected massively by that. I, I gave them a pass to be honest for that because every single, all those squads are bigger and more talented squads than theirs anyway. Um, if that was a normal season, they would have made top four last year, in my opinion. No doubt. No doubt about that. Um, because the team was doing well. Um, and it's the same this year by this stage. I mean, they're more solidly in this position this year, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, they look more cohesive. I think the team's got a lot more grit about them. They're not losing as many games as they should win last year. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was gonna happen again this year because the opening like 12 games. They won six, lost six, didn't draw any. It was a very, very like flip flop. But they seem to have sort of uh, nailed down a sort of um, exterior, a sort of a hard exterior in that they don't, they don't go on these runs of losing games like as often. They lost three in a row a couple of times during the season early. Now they sort of shore the ranks, um, and I don't understand this sort of. I think it's because. People see Rogers as a bit of a bit of a bottler because of what happened at Liverpool. Yeah. But again, I mean, to me, that Liverpool side should never have even been in the title conversation before the season started. Yeah. We had such a poor squad, to be honest, compared to the City and Chelsea. Yeah, we just had Suarez. Yeah, we had Suarez, sorry, with a little bit of Sterling mixed in, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we can see we conceded like. 54 goals that season I think which was amongst the worst in the Prem and we missed out on the title by like a point so this whole thing about Rogers bottling it I understand it in Europe a bit because I mean they should have beaten Slavia Prague but for me he has always overachieved with the squads he's had maybe not as Celtic but Leicester and Liverpool he's always overachieved I mean, when he lost Suarez, that was quite a hard thing to sort of bounce back from. But aside from that season, always managed to take a squad that should be around like sixth or seventh in the Prem and take him into the top four or above. Um, yeah. I think he's a top-class manager, to be honest. 
I was going to say, um, you mentioned the Slavia Prague game. Do you think, I was going to say, do you think losing that game will allow them to focus on the league and get it done? And then as I was looking through their stuff, they've got Man United next in the cup at the KP, at the King Power Stadium. Do you think they, obviously you don't throw the game, but do you think you really go for this game against Man United and try and progress in the cup? Or do you think it's get top four done? Like that just, do you think that has to be their priority now? I Yes, I think it is because, I mean, I saw, I can't remember if I watched the actual interview, but there was definitely a quote from Mark Albright and to Sky, I think. Yeah. I'm wrong, apologies. But um, basically saying that their goal is top four and a cup. So, um, I mean, I think they go for it. I don't see why they shouldn't. I mean, to be honest, they haven't got any Europe now, so they're, they're just going to be playing weekend games, basically, for the rest of the year. So they're not going to have many games. They're not going to have to go three, four games, three, four days with another game. Yeah. They're going to have a week off. Um, so I see, yeah, I see them going for it. I don't really see them going easy on United, especially at home. Yeah. I think Man U will be up for that game though, because obviously there's this semi-final. <laughs> yeah, semi-final thing. So I think it's, it, it can do a lot. Like I think Arteta, it brought him so much extra time. Like even though Arsenal are maybe a bit less sort of um, trigger happy with sacking managers anyway which I think helped Arteta I think that FA Cup it probably rose expectations way too much but it did give him so much extra and I think if if Oli got a cup it could just sort of transform and, and like bearing in mind like if they keep going in the cup that could also propel them in Europa League so I think Man U are really going to want the FA Cup um, I think Leicester have got it in them to beat them for sure um, so that, that'll actually be a really good game I, uh, I reckon the thing is I just I can't help but think Man City are going to win the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup <laughs> it's like do you want to go all the way to the final just for uh, I, 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 don't hate, I don't hate the fact that they win both like in terms of like, fair play if you win both I'm not yeah. going to complain on the actual grounds of that but I just don't want the league to become like La Liga where it's the same two teams winning everything every yeah. year I mean, I know Liverpool and City have been sort of a top. But the Prem needs to chop and change. It's been like that for so long. Yeah. We, we can't. I think, I think, other than Man City now, I don't think any team is ever going to be like consistently challenging. Like, I think Liverpool, obviously, many of injuries have sort of got to the top and they've dipped a bit. But I think they'll be back. But I think you never know when Man United could get it right. And they've obviously, they finished second a few times. Tottenham have been up there. Chelsea have been in and out. So I think, I don't think the league will ever be like Barcelona or Real Madrid or Bayern or UVA. Well, maybe Bayern of Man City. I don't know. But I don't think Man City, even with their wealth of resources, will ever do anything like five in a row. Like, no, two no. in a row, three in a row, maybe. But I think there's always going to be one team will kind of have that three-year build challenge Man City maybe do it but yeah I don't I don't think the Prem will ever get to that point um but yeah it is it is getting I think with the cups it's like it's this conversation you have where you try to try and almost prioritize what you're going to go for and it's like Man City are the only team that don't have to have that conversation like you remember Liverpool and it was the Club World Cup but didn't you that you literally put like Genuine, yeah, but that, that was a, to be fair, that was a scheduling issue, yeah. But like, even. even Arsenal, who what we're like 10th this year, we went out to Southampton and everyone was sort of like, Why are you not going for the cup? Because we're 10th, and it's 
every team in the Prem, even the biggest other than Man City, have to rotate. I'm sure Man U will play like, um, is it Diallo who got his first goal in the Europa League? So, yeah, very nice Man- goal. Huh? Very nice goal. Yeah, it's a really good goal yeah. from him. And I think, yeah, I think Man City just they don't have to make the decision. They'll go, okay, we'll just play. <laughs> Mares instead of whoever Bernardo yeah. Silva. So. We'll just we'll just use our sixty million pound bench player to. Uh, yeah, it's like oh, Agüero <laughs> needs fitness. Let's just yeah. play him against Doncaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, and there's obviously the joke that Man City always get easy draws, which is definitely not true. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a there's definitely um, <laughs> I mean, Champions League. Draw. I cannot believe. I mean, this season. I, know, I hate to always bring back to Arsenal. In the Carabao and the FA Cup, we've only had Premier League teams. We're, we're going to sound like such good players, but I'm going to bring up another stat. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you this one before, but I, I saw a list of City's uh, domestic cup draws, um, and it was basically like, yeah, no one in the Prem, anyway. Yeah, Liverpool's <laughs> domestic cup draws since Klopp came in, I think, I don't know if it's including the last round where we lost. I think it is. I think it was 17 of the 26 have been Premier League teams. Yeah. Which is mad. Yeah. Mad. It's like the cha- even the Champions League. I remember in the years we, like, when, one, when we were in the Champions League, it was like Bayern, Bayern, Barcelona, Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then I remember when we dropped down to the Europa League, I was watching the draws and it was like, we're getting bigger names in the Europa League than Man City. On the yeah, I know. It's like, oh, Man City have got Shaq Dardanets. Arsenal have got like Benfica, and fair enough, Benfica might not be what they were. But like, Man United, like, Man United are drawing AC Milan. AC Milan. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, and it, obviously there's nothing behind it, but it's just the most unbelievable luck you've ever seen. Yeah, but credits them because you still got to get the job done. Uh, and it is, Unfortunately, they don't in the Champions League, so we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so if we move on. We've touched on Man U a little bit there, so if we quickly, it's probably the last game we'll cover from the Prem. They beat West Ham in in a big game. In I mean, yeah. you're talking about the Arsenal Tottenham game. It's actually like eighth v tenth. This is second v fifth, I think. Man U West Ham. Man United just about got it done. One uh, 0 It was an own goal. Credit to them though. I did. I watched most of the game. I didn't see the end, but they did dominate. It wasn't sort of a lucky one 0 an own goal. I don't think they they were largely on top. But that was also due to West Ham. I think they changed their their game plan from recent weeks a little bit to sort of try and contain Man United. Um, is this? I mean, it's similar with Leicester. People are just almost assuming because West Ham aren't a traditional top club that they're going to drop off. Um, they've got Arsenal next week at home, so at West Ham. Do you, how do you see that one going? Just talking West Ham. Do you think they can? get back to it and beat Arsenal and, and still, if they do lose do you think that's top four or do you think that's almost confirmed they just don't have it in them I mean I saw David Moyes I think it was David Moyes recently talked about it in an, in an interview um, how his team have been so good at bouncing back after losses this year yeah. I think it was him or maybe it was someone commenting on, on Moyes' team and that that is I think that's what's going to determine whether they make top four because um Throughout the season, they've managed to bounce back straight away in the in the next game after losing. They did it against Liverpool, um, and I mean, if they do it against um, against Arsenal next, I could still see them in and around that discussion with three games yeah. to go. I don't see why not. To be honest, um, their team plays such good football, and I really, really enjoy watching them. Um, mm. 
it was a shame, obviously, for them that they lost to United. Do you think they'll attack they... Arsenal? Do you think they'll they'll do what they did against Man United? Obviously, no, I think I think they'll I think they'll put the press on. To be honest, because I just don't think you're. At, I think it's, I think it's the best way to play. So I talked about Tottenham. Yeah, I think you can lead so much, but um. I think with the West Ham Arsenal game, I think a lot of it is down to which Arsenal turn up because you just don't know. And um, there, there is this sort of stat that we're really bad after a Europa League game. And obviously, I think there's Europa League this week, if, if there is. Obviously, we are effectively through against Olympiacos anyway, but I still think it could take a little bit out of the team. So that will be a good game, I think. And I genuinely think it's the kind of thing where I could see them win 3-0, <laughs> us win 4-0, it be 1-1, it be 2-1. So I think that'll be a good game. And I do, I think if they lose that, they'll still be in it points-wise, but I just think that will give the motivation to the teams around them of like, we can get this done. For me at the moment, Chelsea. yeah, for me at the moment, it's Chelsea. It's whether Chelsea will have a bad result or two, because at the moment, they, I know they drew their last game 0-0, but they don't really look like they're playing that badly, to be honest. Yeah, they're just not losing. They haven't lost, have they? Since no. There's been a lot of draws, but they haven't lost since he come in. So yeah, Obviously, if, if they somehow collapse against Atletico this week, that might set them on a little bit of a yeah. downhill path. But Chelsea, for me, I just don't see them dropping out at the moment. Um, well, we're, we were going to jump onto the Champions League after this anyway. We sort of finished that chat. So do, do you want to jump in straight away with that Chelsea-Atletico game? Yeah. Was, um, one 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 nil. Yeah. With the <laughs> overhead kick, <laughs> away goal. How do you see that? Do you think? Um, see, I almost wonder: will this benefit Atletico in the sense that they they're gonna have to come out like when they played you? They had the one goal lead, and they came there and they just said, "We're holding this." And obviously, it worked. It worked on that occasion, but there's plenty of occasions where Atletico have tried to sit on something. And then they concede. They concede the like one goal. They don't need to, and it's over. I I love with Atletico. As soon as they need a goal, like even your game Anfield, as soon as they needed the goal, they suddenly start playing great football. Like they've got Saul, they've got incredible players, Joao Felix. And I'm like, I'm almost glad Chelsea won, just in the sense that they're going to have to come out and play. Game, yeah, but do you think Chelsea will, will hold on to that game? It's it's hard because of the player they got Mount Mount missing, haven't they? And Oh, is he suspended? Yeah, there's a cut. I think oh, Jorginho is suspended as well. Yeah. So that it really depends who they've got in the field. So I imagine it's going to be Kante, Kovacic, and actually, I don't know who else they're going to play. Yeah, else play there, yeah. But I mean, those yeah, two are plenty. Ca- top, yeah, they're, they're plenty capable. I thought I thought Kante was excellent in the first leg. Um, yeah, he's so good. I mean, he's so underrated. I know. Like, I know. I know. In the last couple of years, he hasn't quite lived up lived up to a. Uh, his previous expectations, but I thought he was I thought he was great against Alvetico, breaking up play around um, their penalty box, not letting them get out. Um, so I think he's got to put in a big shift for them. I think as for whether Chelsea are going to hold on, it really depends who. Well, it obviously, obviously, it massively depends on who scores the first goal. Yeah. Um, to be. It's a really hard one to call because, I mean, this again, like you said, with the West Ham Arsenal game, I think this is so, like, it could flip either direction. I think Chelsea yeah. could massively, like, if they concede a goal, it could be, like, all over the place. But again, if they hold them out for about 50, 60 minutes, I can see Chelsea nicking that one goal they need. Yeah. And I know, realistically, the one goal doesn't actually matter that much because even if, if Atletico scored two, then they're through. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah. for me, I think Chelsea will hold on. And I think they'll get it done. I think I could see it being a 1-1 game and Chelsea just about holding on, not letting yeah. Atletico get that second goal. I, I think I think Atletico are going to go through. Dude. I think, because I don't know how they've done since that first leg, but I know before that first leg, they had a bit of a dip. In the they drew 0-0. I haven't seen La this game result. But I, I just I think the fact they had such a good run in La Liga shows they can be a really top team. And I think... Like I said, the fact they're going to have to go at them, I think Atletico will. I don't think it'll be like comfortable at all, but I could see them winning sort of two one, maybe even just two nil. Um, yeah, I think away goals especially can be crucial. Uh, for me, it's always better to have the away goals in the second leg. I think because um, you can kind of just go for it a little bit more. Um, so I think I think somehow Atletico are going to go through. For the sake of making a prediction, I'll go. Two one Atletico Madrid. Ooh. Chelsea yeah. and the Spanish clubs again. Yeah, mm. mate. they're always good games. Always, and I just I, I think that's my thing. I don't care who goes through, I just want a good game. Yeah, yeah. I want Atletico to go out. And I always like you say it's almost like if Atletico score in like the say Atletico go two 0 up in like twenty minutes, they'll just stop playing football. <laughs> it's like come on, just keep going. But um yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Atletico to win 2-1, but I just I just want football to win, as I always do. <laughs> so if we move on to the other sort of... I think we can agree that Bayern Lazio and Gladbach City are probably done deals. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So the other sort of contentious game is Madrid and Atalanta. Now, I thought Madrid were quite lucky in the first leg. Yes, it was an excellent goal from Mendy. Atalanta, I mean, basically handed them the game when yeah. when their player got sent off, which at the time a lot of people were saying it shouldn't have been a red. But well, I, 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 I thought it was. I'm watching it and I just think it's that argument of like would the player the defender get across, and it's it's almost impossible to for me. Out. For me, he's through. I think yeah. I thought it was a red. Yeah. Um, I think I think the defender that. I can't remember who it was who got sent off, but mm. I think he kind of thought he probably would have estimated that his his partner was closer to him. Um, yeah, he could afford to make the the uh, the challenge, but yeah, I mean, I, for this leg, I think it's going to be so. Are Madrid still at their temporary ground, or they? Yeah, back I, think they are. I think they are for the whole season. They haven't played well there this year. Yeah, in terms of the Champions League. Um, I mean, even in the league, I think that, I think they won two one this weekend. Yeah, but it was like yeah, a it was a minute winner. From yeah, Benzema, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. They're not the same team they were last year, so I don't, I don't think there's as much potential they can go there and blow them away like they did to some teams. But did you say they won six in a row recently? Am I making that up? Maybe I don't think I said that. <laughs> oh, well, I just you said that. But I, I obviously I, I love upsets and kind of don't really like Real Madrid, so I kind of hope Atletico uh, Atalanta can get it done. But I, I just don't think they are the team they were last year. And it's just Real Madrid; they always find a way. You can never, you you almost can't explain how they do it, but they do it. So I'm gonna say, way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say if Atalanta score the first goal, they go through. I think I think I think Madrid collapse. Yeah. Is Ramos fit? Uh, 
don't know. I know he's been a bit in and out this season, hasn't he? Because if he's not playing, I'm sorry, if Atalanta scored the first goal, they'll collapse. They yeah. will collapse. 100%. I think, I think, like I said before, um, about the Atletico game, I, I personally, I think it's better to play away second. And I think particularly if you're you're a team like Atalanta, yeah, where yeah. you're all about goals, they can just go there and not care. <laughs> they can yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love it if they went through. But I think it's going to be like really boring. Real Madrid will just take the sting out of it. And they'll win. I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be 1-1. Or nil nil. I'm going to go one one just because I think Atalanta will score. Keep saying Atletico. Yeah, I think one one. Real Madrid will just get it done. I reckon it'll be lucky. Like I think Atalanta will like hit the post a couple of times, or there'll be a dodgy VAR call or something. <laughs> but, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go bold like I did before. <laughs> that worked for me because my, my, my boys in Porto got it done. <laughs> my boys in Porto got it done. So I'm back in Atalanta. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be 1-1. One, one, no, 1... Oh, God, I can't, I'm, try, I'm trying to work out the, the aggregate scores here. <laughs> I was going to say 2-1 in extra time, but Madrid would have already gone through. It could be 1-0 full-time. I'm going to yeah, say... They've scored in extra time. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I'm going to say 1-0 full-time. So I yeah. it. and then I think who's scoring first and extra time? Madrid score early in the extra time, and then Atalanta nick one. I love that. I hope it happens. But Real Madrid, man, they 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 just they work with evil forces. They just control <laughs> things. It happens. They'll go through. Yeah. I think I'm more. It's I don't know. I say I'm more confident about Real Madrid going through than than I was about Juve. But then again, Real Madrid are just, you look at their team sometimes and you honestly are kind of like, especially without Ramos, it's hard to see, like, especially because Hazard, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, he, I think he came back this weekend for 15 minutes and now he's out for six weeks. Ago. Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre what's happened to him. But yeah, I, I definitely, I can see Atalanta winning, but my, my head says Real Madrid will get it done. But fingers crossed you're right, like you were about Porto, which we'll come to now. Hey. It was such a good game. It, yeah. I think you said before it was the closest thing to the Tottenham. No, it was, it's the best we had that year where it was the year Liverpool won the Champions League, obviously. But yeah. in that year, we had three incredible games in the knockout stages the Spurs City game, the um, even well, we had the Ajax Madrid game, we had the Ajax Juve game, yeah. we, had, we had the Liverpool Barca game, and then we had the Ajax Spurs game. All of them. So it was the best Champions League game I've seen since that Ajax Spurs game, yeah. which was the last one of that tournament. That was great. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I was so happy. So happy. <laughs> Honestly. Obviously, we, you know, 4 one in Well, it's 3-2 three, three, because um, you basically got Rabio scored at the end, but obviously yeah. they went through. All credits, boy, they were insane. But big question the winning goal from Porto insane free kick Ronaldo's fault for not looking Chesney mistake I had a mate tell me that it wasn't Ronaldo's fault um, I think it's I think it's all three like <laughs> I personally think it's awful goalkeeper at first I thought it was like oh Chesney's only just got there but he wasn't standing on the other side of the goal he was almost on the right side of the goal yeah. He should be saving that. He got a full hand to it and he pushed it his own net. Um, so for me, 
I mean, the wall was atrocious. All three of them dived out Ronaldo, the way. Yeah, but Ronaldo, say, if Ronaldo looked, did he look? Yeah, he looked away, didn't he? Yeah, he turned his back on it and jumped over. Yeah, it. but he literally, I think it was him that it like went under or went next to. If he's looking, he just moves his foot and it's to the right. Yeah, well, he's probably there just to block it if he, he's looking at yeah. it. But um, it was a, it was a shambles defensively all round. Credit um, to the obviously we said like it was maybe a mistake but obviously the strike was good but just that is it Sergio Oliveira yeah yeah he's such he looks a brilliant player I've known about him for a while purely because of FIFA and things like that and he's always been a solid midfielder and almost like maybe like the kind of guy you buy in career who's got a decent potential but that just felt like that kind of it was almost like a Frankie de Jong moment not to sort of put him in the same level but now it's like everyone's gonna be like he's insane <laughs> he's the next guy and I think, I think he's it's like, he- He's, or but... he's 28. I've just looked. He's 28. Yeah, I thought he was younger. I thought he was 24, yeah. 25. But still, I mean, I could see some. I don't think a big club will go after him, but I could see sort of like a Sevilla coming in I to get. Yeah, I think it depends what happens in the next next round. Um, he was saying that Man City will probably end up get, getting poor <laughs> next round. Um, but I mean, I don't think. I mean, one, I don't think that'll be a nice draw anywhere. I think they're. They're a dangerous team to play, regardless. But also, we talked about they were the only team. They're the only team that have really caused City any problems this year. They in that I think it was the first game of the Champions League. They played City, I think, at the Etihad, yeah. And it was three-one to City in the end. But for much of that game, Porto threatened. Um, I just good Porto card. Like credit Oliver. I mean, credit the whole team. Obviously, it's a great result. But Pepe, I mean, and Mbemba as well. I'm one of many who I'm sure does not really like Pepe. Again, like Lamella for the way he, like not only is he a bit annoying in the way that he tackles and fouls a lot, but also he's one of those players that as soon as he gets anything back, he's the first one on the ground holding his face and he's been punched or whatever. And I've always sort of been like, how good was he? Was it the Ramos Cowrie kind of thing? Almost like what we see with Iran, like how different he is. But it was incredible. Like you <laughs> just watching him, like the amount of blocks he made, like the amount he was controlling and dictating what the defense did. And then he got injured at one point, and you thought, "Oh, he's done his hammy or something." It might be cramp, and you're like, "Oh, he's done." <laughs> but it was it genuinely was like iconic performance. Oh, you just know so he's solid. A, you know he's a great player. Like, it's 120 minutes went by. He was doing everything. His positional play was so good. Yeah. The guy did a kick in the box with about half a minute. Yeah, that really like reaffirmed in my head. Yeah, (laughs) confirmed in my head because I really did think like he's obviously good, but is he really elite? There's so many that it's such a stupid thought process on on behalf of myself, but I'm sure a lot of people get it. You see players at big teams and you're like, it's like even Benzema, I think, gets a lot of stick where people are like, you played with Ronaldo and all these players, like. Benzema's good though. Yeah, like you you just think, oh, you play for this team, how good actually are you? And it's, it's stupid that they have to do this, but credit to Pepe because he went to a so-called smaller team and oh, it was it was so it, just, it shows as well with how solid Portugal are as well. Yeah. He's the leader at the back for them and has been for years. Yeah. It's always been a good defensive team. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think they're going to be a, a bit... I think one of us said it on the last pod, or, uh, on a pod a few weeks ago, that they're going to be a big threat. I mean, England, England are going to draw one of... Holland, Germany, or Portugal in the round of 16. So I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to have to get past one of them. I'd rather, to be honest, I'd rather take Germany or Holland over. I don't want Portugal. Yeah. No way. Well, if we sort of 
with one more topic we wanted to cover before we end, and obviously we talked about him a little bit then with that free kick, not getting in the way of it. You said it was the worst you've seen Ronaldo play in the first leg, or the most he sort of disappeared in the yeah. game. Um, a lot of questions were asked. Obviously, we've talked about ourselves, but you had all this narrative of Mbappe, Haaland, great performances, and I mean, what performance... I think Mbappe scored against Barcelona and he got a penalty, but Haaland against Sevilla, like, he's just... I'm so annoyed they disallowed that second goal. Oh, it was... Oh, yeah. Just knocks the head to the ground and just, like, chips the keeper from an impossible angle after taking it to the byline. Like... (laughs) Did you see his interview where he says about the penalty decision? No. So, for those who haven't seen it, he... I I was quite frustrated because I didn't watch the game live and then I saw people saying... Harlan basically shouted at the keeper after he scored and all the severe players start to like fight him kind of thing and say it's disrespectful. And I was like, it's a bit weird he's done that. But what happened was he took a penalty oh, I saved, yeah. and the goalkeeper gave him all the stick and he said like, hey, yeah, get in your rubbish and all that stuff. And then he got <laughs> just said he was off his line, go back, retake it. So Harlan basically just gave it back, which I think is completely fair. But in his interview, I don't know if you've seen his interviews down, down um, in the past few years, but like, He's honestly like a robot. He's just like, yeah, yeah, we played well. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I work hard. But he literally just says like, oh, yeah, I'm just glad because when he didn't cheat, I scored. And he's just so outright like, yeah, that guy's a cheat. And I just love him. He's just so... He's it wasn't... Like he's inadvertently yeah. funny. <laughs> just, it wasn't even that deep, to be fair. Like, there was... Uh, I mean, they... When they were walking off the pitch, those two were just chatting, having a laugh. Like, yeah. people in Harland. So, yeah. it was obviously just a bit of, like, friendly yeah. competitive nature, to be honest, between them. So, I like... I mean, I like a bit of that. Yeah. I love it. It's just... He's, he... We were getting away from the other topic, but he is so good. So, if we ask the question, I mean, this is probably going to get asked for the next few years. But he's scoring goals for fun. Mbappe's scoring goals for fun. People were asking that question, is it is it the changing of the guard? And then Ronaldo gets a hat-trick. I think it was all in the first half against Cagliari. And then Messi last night scored two goals, which I've said to you before, like, if other people scored them, it's the best goal they've ever scored. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And credit, because we heard about all this Messi stuff and then we thought, we'll watch the highlights before we record this. Griezmann scored an absolute score, yeah. <laughs> which just didn't get talked about because he's playing with... I mean, you can see why Neymar left because, like, I didn't hear about that at all. I watched both the Messi no. goals. Twitter's like, Messi's great. And then you were just like, have you seen the second goal? And <laughs> arguably, I'd say Griezmann's is probably the best of it. Yeah, it is. But yeah, Messi, Ronaldo, it bite back effectively against all the critics. Obviously, they're both out of the Champions League, which... It won't be happy with, but is it is it the change in the guard now? Is this is this the season where it's happened? No. Or is it still a few years down the line? I think I think we're still a couple of years away. These guys are too good. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you classify as changing in the guard, whether they drop off slightly in terms of numbers, but they're still yeah. there. They're still one of the top top players. Well, I think Messi's just hit twenty goals this season and it's like the um He's the first player to hit 20 or more in 13 seasons in a row. Yeah, I mean, they're still balling. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they're not quite as influential, but I don't think either of their teams are as good as... Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people... I think you always get this thing where people are so uh, tribal, arguing between the two of them. And they're like, yeah, well, Messi plays for Barcelona, they're so good. Ronaldo plays for Juve. And like, realistically, both, both squads, I mean, Juve have got Pirlo in charge, incredible player, but just hasn't proven it yet. 
so inexperienced and their squad's sort of not maybe what you want. And Barcelona have got so much going on right now. They're a complete crisis club. Um, and I think for me, one thing that for me, I would I would argue the change in the guard hasn't happened yet is one of the, I know Mbappe's won a World Cup, but they need to win. One of them needs to win the Champions League. I can't see Dortmund doing it. If Dortmund do it this year, that will be such an achievement, and it will be largely to Haaland. And obviously PSG could, but they've got a bit of that Man City thing about them. But I think if Haaland moves next year, and I mean there's talk of Mbappe moving as well. If they both move to so-called like the elite clubs, then they won a Champions League. I could see people saying that was the season. So I, I, for me, I reckon it could be next season, but at the same time, I could see Messi or Ronaldo winning it next year. So I, I agree. I don't think it's yet, but I do think we are on the doorstep of a very sad moment. <laughs> um, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be amazing. I don't know how likely it would be if Haaland or Mbappe went to a team with Ronaldo or Messi, but I'm not sure Juve or Barcelona are in the position to do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't think it's changed yet. But sadly, I do think it's on the way. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't think they're done yet. I mean, it really depends on how... I was speaking to Harry from last week during the Bars game, because I was watching the Liverpool game. Um, but he was saying you need to swat, switch. It's the best I've seen Bars play in three years. Yeah, well, um, Messi obviously scored an unbelievable goal. Yeah, yeah. He missed, missed the penalty. Um, but I, I was so, as well. It was a great save by Navas. I don't think it was, was but I thought or... I was so annoyed he missed it because if it was yeah, two, it one and half, two one and a half time, that's how. Yeah. Like the momentum is completely with Barca yeah. at that point, and they were playing so well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back to the to the question, I, I don't think it's done yet. I think we've got about one or two more years. Um, I mean, Messi's obviously a, is he younger or is he? Yeah, I think Messi's one or two years younger, but obviously yeah. everyone's sort of. Ronaldo obviously is a lot more physical, so I think he's definitely yeah. going to have a little bit more longevity. I think Ronaldo said that the next World Cup's going to be his last one. I mean, obviously it's only yeah. a year away now, despite the year has been this year. Do you think that'll be the same case for Messi? Yeah, probably. 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 Yeah. See, I think, I, think, I think Messi's going to be more open to kind of... I think there's a lot of talk that he wants to go back to Argentina at some point, and I can see him leaving the top five leagues before Ronaldo does. Um, I think he's a, a bit less bothered about how people perceive him. Yeah, I, I think agree. Ronaldo is very like, I'm going to prove myself. <laughs> Obviously, neither of them have to. Um, but yeah, I, I do think Messi, they'll probably end up sort of leaving the top five leagues at the same time. But obviously, Ronaldo having had two years more, but some of the stats, so you see all these stats going around now with all these arguments where they're like, they're still this good. They like some of the stats I've seen this week are just unreal for them. I think there's something that if Messi doesn't score for 75 games, he's still got the best goal per game in Europe's top five leagues, which is just insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, Haaland on a real, I genuinely think whether he's a better player or not, I don't know. But Haaland's goal scoring rate, you know, there's this thing going around where Mbappe scores and it's like, He's the youngest player to get to yeah. 26. Yeah. And then Haaland's about two away. And I mean, not to call Mbappe old, but I think Haaland's two years younger. Yeah, I think, he's, I think Mbappe... He's played like 20 games less or something. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, have you seen the one where he scored? It's 
first place to get to 20 goals in the Champions League. Yeah, I think, I think I'm Mbappe second now with like 30 or 28. Haaland's got 14. 14. Yeah, 14. Unreal. And that's at Dortmund as well. And that's Dortmund and Salzburg. Yeah. And not to discredit Dortmund especially, but they're not the elite, especially at the moment. I mean, him at Man City would be... He's a Man City fan. Yeah. Oh, it's so disappointing. It's scary to think about. Mark honestly, City, please, honestly. I hate, I hate the idea of Mbappe at Liverpool because I hate Liverpool. But if Mbappe went to Liverpool and Haaland to Man City, or either of them to any other two prime clubs or whatever, whatever, it would be insane. Like every season, that would be the closest thing to the old El Clasicos, where it's like. Yeah, elite in every game. Um, tell you, tell you now, and it's crazy as it sounds because Mbappe has been linked to Liverpool by numerous like credible outlets in France. Yeah, throughout this year, as much as I don't think we can afford him, um, I would take Haaland over him. Um, I think, yeah, I think Haaland. I know his stock is very high at the moment, but mm. Haaland for me, you can. I know Mbappe is world class. But you can always find a top-class winger. You always can. I know you could play yeah. in Patrick the Mill, but a premium number nine of Haaland's quality. I can't think of another number nine close other than Lewandowski. Ronaldo, but... if you call him a number nine, Lewandowski and Suarez a few years back, not yeah. anymore. Um, like Aguero again, not anymore. Firmino, not even close. No. Not even really a number nine. Can't think of any of them. Giroud. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <Are you> sure? <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Haaland has overtaken Mbappe as the big prospect. I don't know. Also, I mean Norwegian, Erdegaard's Norwegian. Erdegaard's just been made the captain of Norway at twenty two. So right, yeah. maybe he can pull some strings. But on that I really hope we sign him. But I think what? there's the, they're based on Erdegaard. I hope we sign Erdegaard. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's a lot of talk. I think they're sort of saying it's literally up to whether Zidane goes. Although I did see something that apparently they might just sell him regardless to make money for Haaland or Mbappe. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I've always kind of thought that Haaland was a Madrid player, but. I, think, I mean, Mbappe's a Madrid fan, isn't he? There's all the pictures of him. Yeah, like, Mbappe, one of those. I, Tell you what, it would be so so Premier League for all this talk for a number number of years of those two coming to the Prem, like, oh, it's going to happen. And then they both yeah. just go to Madrid. <laughs> like, if, if they went to Madrid and Barca, say, it would be great. But I, I just, the Prem would be, maybe it's just because we're, we're, we're living here and we're seeing it all the time, but it does feel like it would just be insane. It's almost like we've done Real Madrid Barcelona. We've done the waiting around for El Clasico every year. Let's do the prem. <laughs> Let's do Man City, Liverpool, whoever prem. it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you both want to come to Arsenal, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> but I don't, I don't see you coming here, so I'm gonna. I mean, as much as I would love to see it, I also do not want to see it because Arsenal wouldn't win the league for another 20 years. So maybe, maybe do just go to Real Madrid and Barcelona. <laughs> it's crazy. It's going to be so exciting to see like the next. I think it's nice because I think people were worried is- about. Do you think Haaland goes this summer? Because he's obviously got to buy out next summer. Do you think someone's I, money? I, I think it depends on what other big what the big clubs do in terms of selling. Like if they, if Real Madrid somehow moved on Hazard or like whoever, maybe. But I mean, Real Madrid are losing Ramos, aren't they? That's almost sort of. Yeah, I mean, Ramos has come out publicly saying he wants a five-year deal. Yeah. So, 
I don't they're, see they're going to need a statement. Obviously, maybe not a centre back, but they're going to need a statement to sort of cover that. Yeah. So, I think it does depend on the because I think I don't think Haaland would mind another year in Dortmund. I don't think he's like I have to go now. And I mean, same with Man City. Is it is it Guerrero? Is his contract up this summer? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I guess if he goes, because I don't, I think a lot of people start sort of saying that maybe Jesus isn't the one. Um, but I mean, Man City don't even need a striker. <laughs> they still score more goals. Jesus isn't even that old, is he? He's I think Jesus is 24, 25, but I do think the last few weeks or well, this season, maybe as a whole, without Aguero, you have noticed that he's... I think he's... Yeah. He I think Gundogan at front is a better option for them, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because of the way they play, so... Yeah, I think I like I was, I was about to say a minute ago. I think it's good because people are a little bit worried about what we're going to do without Messi and Ronaldo, and I think we've got those two. And I mean, they are at levels above, but there's so many youngsters now um, going around. Like there are some incredible young players, so I think the future of football is going to be pretty good. I think everyone gets worried when a generation comes to an end. You're like, what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, I mean, we can leave it there. If you want, got yep. a lot of Champions League to watch tonight, which is really exciting. It should be out Tuesday night. We'll uh, put polls up for the Champions League games again. Mm-hmm. We'll have a guest on next week. Um, hoping to have a few people within the industry, people on YouTube, people who are in football on in the coming weeks, as well as fans. But yeah, we do always want to have fans on. So if you if you're a fan of a team and you want to come on and tell us your story and give your opinion, please do. <laughs> as always, you can get in touch with the Twitter, the email. Uh, like subscribe anything else max <laughs> i think that's oh, everything cheers for listening yeah uh yeah we hope you like this little just me and you one. i think it'd be good we this happened to be the 10th episode but because yeah. of that we're going to roughly try and do every 10 episodes yeah a little special where we maybe go a bit more in depth um but yeah so yeah get in touch if you want to be on like subscribe all that good stuff and we'll be back next week with another fan story